Start your day the KUAM way with our new streaming shows on Facebook Live each weekday. Here's your starting lineup. Mondays, we'll give you a glimpse into our morning meetings with the KUAM news team. Tuesdays, join our group chat with Chris Barnett. Wednesdays, it's crime time with the island's law enforcers. Thursdays, get the latest info with Dave Delgado, who's in the zone. And Fridays, we get Fit AF, fitness and fun. And the best part, all our shows are completely interactive, so you're directly part of the conversation. Join us Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. Start your day the KUAM way. Hey everybody and welcome back to the KOM Podcast Network. If you are listening on SoundCloud or on iTunes or whatever podcatcher platform you may be listening to, we sincerely appreciate you downloading us, giving us a listen. And you know, if you got a few seconds left, and everybody does, we hope you would go to your favorite app store or whatever, again, podcast platform you're listening to and give us a rating and review because it's really going to help us get to way more ears, eyeballs, devices, big screens, little screens. You may be driving right now. You may be walking around. Whatever you happen to be doing, get out and get active because that is the thing and that is the purpose of this show. And make sure to give us a rating and review because it is certainly going to help the success of this podcast that we can bring awesome shows to you like the one we are doing right now, The Maiden Voyage. Jen. Hello. Hi, everyone. How okay. are you? Off a date. Yes, and the popularity of the show has skyrocketed right now because the... <laughs> That voice you just heard, the very dulcet tones, mm. you're probably used to wear for the last few years as, I've only ever called you Jen, but technically you are Nurse Jennifer Nurse. Artero RN, right? Absolutely, okay. yes. yes. Your yes, LinkedIn yes. profile says says that much and everything, but we just yes. call you Jen around here. We, yeah, yeah, just nice everyday Jen, Jen. Well, we love you dearly, and, and this is a brand new podcast that is going to be your new baby, so... Have you ever delivered a baby, by the way, as a, as a nurse? <laughs> yes, I have. How I many have, babies have you delivered? I have two. Ba- they're not babies anymore. They're taller than me. Uh, their sh- shoe sizes are bigger than me. They're oh. they're everything bigger okay, than me. Okay, so okay. No sorry. more babies. Okay, those are your own children. So, yes. so you, you have delivered them on your own. As yes. a nurse, have you ever actually assisted in the delivery? Yes, I actually. I started my nursing career at GMH, OBGYN ward. So, yep. And then sometimes we would be... Um, Floated to the labor and delivery department if they were short staffed. So, How yeah. was that on you psychologically? It's great. It's great. It's not for me. Um, the placenta, the blood, it's a little bit, initially, it's a little overwhelming, but it's still a beautiful miracle and concept to oh, be I know, part of. I know some people, they say they, they've always felt a calling for for healthcare and they always wanted to be a nurse but then when they were at the um the NICU especially yes uh the how do you actually how, how would you classify the, what exactly the NICU is it's the neonatal intensive care unit right yes it's the babies that are born with um, more complications mm-hmm. versus the newborn nursery are is the babies that'll probably go home with mommy in the next 24 to 72 hours um so if a baby is born with some respiratory cardiac any um, infection, then they're going to be taken to NICU because they need more advanced care. Than- and like I said, my friend who who you know always wanted to do this kind of work was in the NICU, and she lasted all of like four months. And she's like, I can't take it because to see that with babies and everything like that, she goes, you know, you can't help but take that home. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It's uh, when you become a nurse, it's not it's not just a job. It's going to touch you emotionally. 
physically, mentally. Um, it's going to tug at every heartstring that you own. So it's not just a paycheck that you cash. That's you, not a nine to five. No. Yeah. And you're going to take everything home. You're going to eat it, dream it, sleep of it, and, and wonder if everything is okay with that baby once you clock out. And you're going to want to know what, what happens to that oh. baby. And how long have you been in the game now, as, as, it, as the cool kids say? Oh, I've been a nurse for more than 20 years now. I graduated from the University of Texas in El Paso. Oh, <laughs> so, UTEP. I am from UTEP. Yes, do you I do am. the UTEP two-step? No, I do not. Have I, you ever heard about that? Yes, yes. You're, I'm not a dancer. I uh, I just watch everybody else dance. So the, the UTEP board. minors. Absolutely. And, Good and, job, Mr. Sala. And your most favorite, your most, or your most favorite, your most famous uh, sports athlete, of course. Yes. Tim Hardaway. Yes, absolutely. And we even have a movie actress. I should say Tim Hardaway Sr. because Junior is now playing in the uh, in the NBA. Oh, I didn't even know that. He's in the Dallas Mavericks. See? I'm not a sports person like you, but okay, I'll mm-hmm. start watching. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, what? I'll, okay. And for those of you who may not know Nurse Jen, because she's always sitting down on the set when she does her TV segment, when she does Health Check on Tuesdays during Health, Home, and Lifestyle right here on KUM. You are what five one standing on a book? <laughs> uh, we don't we don't ever ask a lady numbers, Jason. Okay. Ever any numbers? It doesn't matter what number we're okay. referencing, age, waist size, anything. Uh, we don't. Let, ask let's it. just say I'm significantly I, taller than you. <laughs> yes, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay, so so again. Probably you started becoming a nurse when I started here at KUM because I've, I've just reached my, my 20th anniversary here. Oh, congratulations. And thank you. And, and for that, I think I got use of a stapler for like a week and then I had oh, to return it to Oh, my Sabrina's. gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> KUAM in the house. Yeah. Our, our budget is that high. <laughs> um, so interesting how we're talking about birth now because as far as, far as this podcast goes, we're going to talk about all things related to health, healthy living, um, topics, take questions and everything like that. So if you have any questions for Nurse Jen, please make sure to dump them in our SoundCloud page, add a comment, let us know anything. Nothing is out of bounds. Nothing is beyond the realm of us looking up for you and finding the information that you so desperately need uh, because we are here to help you, certainly. But as I was saying, um, interesting how we start this conversation talking about birth because today's topic is actually about the other side of the spectrum. And Jen, we are talking about death absolutely death you do everything in your life to live a healthy lifestyle try to prevent disease try to prevent infection but one of the important topics that i think that we all should address um which is important also for your family to know how do you want to die when that time comes mm. well, and it comes for us all certainly i mean absolutely it's, it's, it, i mean it's, it's so cliche but you know i mean love death and love taxes and death yes absolutely and metallica yes yes uh, that was actually a shirt i had it's a Love, Death, Taxes, Metallica. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, we got to deal with death. And so that's the topic of today's podcast Mm -hmm. is to see if you've thought about what options you have available to you and maybe start talking it over with your your family and friends and seeing where where you like to go when that Mm -hmm. moment comes. How old do you have to be? Because I know just because I'm so, you know, anally retentive and everything. I first brought this up to my parents, I think when I was like 23. And I said, Mom and Dad, if anything should ever happen to me, knock on wood we got like three or four wooden things here. Thank you. That was her. Um, I would like to be cremated. And I said that way early on. And I was like, you know, I don't have, you know, I, I don't have enough money to afford an attorney. And I heard you can make something called like a living will. But because I'm a little bit on, the, I can be on the antisocial side. I just don't want to spend the rest of my eternity, at least my physical form, next to a whole bunch of people who I probably did not know Ah, that's in a good life. analysis. At and that, that's, that's, where, that's where my head's at with that. But. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's different. I, when 
I had a tragic death. I just lost somebody, you know, to a massive heart attack. Um, wasn't prepared for it. Just saw them yesterday. We were just at Payless Supermarket. And suddenly, today, that person's gone. Mm-hmm. Then that's the realism for me. Like, I would remember saying, like, this is not what he would have wanted for his funeral. This is not, he would not have wanted this. He would not have wanted that. And I felt like maybe if he would have told the family and friends, he told, he confided in me, but mm-hmm. he didn't confide in anybody else what were his last wishes. And I wasn't going to step over his wife or his family and friends and say, this is what he really wanted. And so then I said, and, and that was... Mm, I don't know how old I was because we don't talk about numbers, right? Of course. Um, it's uh, older than, than your age of 23 where I said, I think I should start telling my family and friends what I want so that my wishes are respected. But um, So have you actually codified this already? Is, is it documented that these are these are your last wishes that you it's would like to It's not documented. It's okay. verbal. But my mom and dad say what I want if... If I go before them, they're not going to honor it. But my family says my family said they'll honor it, but not my my mother and my father. Because okay, well, I'm not a lawyer, right? Because I'm not smart, right? But if I was, I I have heard in the years that I've been doing broadcasting that you can make, I believe it's called a transparent will or a living will, where even if you just write out your stuff in your own handwriting and then sign it, absolutely, that's considered a binding document. Absolutely, and then we even can, if it's we not notarized, if it's not you know signed off on by a, by an actual practicing attorney, that can be considered, you know, yes, acceptable. Yes. But if it's not notarized, it's a little bit harder. Okay. Right? Ah, so interesting. if mom and dad really say, look, we want her to um, be placed in a coffin, we want the dirt digged up, and we want her buried in the ground, we don't care what she wants, then mom and dad have to take my, my family, like my spouse and my kids to court to say we would rather have, if it's not notarized. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different game. Now, both of us growing up on Guam, of course, we've been to many, many funerals, as, oh. as all of us do. Yes. There's an in- increasing number of people these days I've seen that are being cremated. Yes. My own family, we, we had my father cremated um, last January after he passed. And these, this is because it was my mom's wish. But being from Guam, as, as you are and everything like that, there's a whole other side to a lot of people would just assume that you're going to have the traditional... So wait, wait, wait. Burial, so it and, was, and you're going to be down at Pico Cemetery and, you know, that whole thing. So wait, it was your mom's wish, it not your dad's wish. wish. What was yep. your dad's wish? My, da- my dad did not actually make his wishes known. Oh, interesting. And, and kind of us, at, like, at that point, we're like, well, you know, for the, for the living, it's kind of the onus is on us. And then, you know, you can look at this from a variety of perspectives. Yes. You say, what would make the grieving process easier for you as the surviving member ah, of the family yes yes what what is financially the best option yes if you haven't prepared you know in that sense um religiously like depending on you know what you believe in and everything what's going to be acceptable and and in your opinion is that your dad's wishes that he, yeah he wanted whatever you guys wanted. he would have wanted us to have a sense of peace about it all and so that that's why we did that and then my dad's actually remains are up on the mantle at the house oh that's and it, beautiful and, and and you know we made like this little you know we put some uh uh, some peanut M&Ms like on either Aww. side of them. And it, actually interesting too because um, it's beautiful. the urn as they call it, I always thought an urn was supposed to be a vase. Mm-hmm. Vase? Mm-hmm. Vase? Mm-hmm. What do you say? Vase. Vase? Okay, vase. thank you. Yes. Now, again, you're the smart one here. And it has um, to have the cover. Yeah. My dad's remains are actually in a box. It's like a, like a, like a six-sided box. A re- really beautiful thing. We got it done at, like, at his funeral home. Yes. Um, but they basically just and they secure it and my sister who lives in LA she got to take part of you know, some of those remains home in a locket. And then she's also got like this little, uh, like enclosed, um, like a little, I guess like a mini urn that she keeps at her bedside. So interestingly, 
on one of the Catholic religious uh, websites I was on, I can't remember the name of it, it clearly says that if you get cremated and you divide the ashes, then that person cannot have eternal rest. Right. Because you've divided his body into your sister, your sister has part, and mm-hmm. then you... So one of the one of the things I read on the website was that if you, as a Catholic, want to cremate, you must at least keep all the ashes together in the same place for, for that deceased person to have eternal happiness and rest in peace. And, and I don't know if that's true, And not right? be stuck in purgatory, I don't know basically. how... Yeah, I don't... Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and so that's an God, interesting that's concept because it says the whole body as a whole... And the ashes must stay together. Well, I, I, I just said that's weird, not because like I'm disputing anything that the church says, but I've also read that if you ask a priest, if you are Catholic, and they say, okay, well, you can be cremated, but at some point, are you going to yes. um, spread the ashes or you know, prop, give it a proper yes. Catholic burial? Yep. And if and if you do not, the priest will not say mass. They're, they're I, like, I've we're heard not going to do the, yeah because you know now you're putting my job at jeopardy as a yes, as a proper Catholic priest. I've heard priest. exactly the same. Yeah, I've heard exactly the same. Okay, sentiments. so in a non-denominational. Yeah, let's front, let's say it's a non-denominational. Well, well here when and my you do when my just sister, what you want. Okay, since we are talking about death and the planning that has to go into that, uh, yes. when my sister was getting ready to head back to LA, I was actually talking to the people at Ada's funeral home and I was saying, okay, well, my sister's got to go, you know, across the world and everything. And immediately they stopped me mid-sentence and they're like, we know what you're going to ask. We'll give you a form. Um, You don't even have to have this form notarized. We take care of all of that for you. And when she passes through TSA, all you have to do is say, I'm transporting human remains. Mm -hmm. And apparently at that point, they won't inspect it. Um, I even believe, don't quote me on this, but I I don't believe that they can x-ray it. Um, something like that, but basically like it says, okay, you're transporting yes. remains and everything like that. This passes through. Yeah. 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 We actually I didn't even know that. Member. Yeah. We had a family member that they did that coming to Guam, um, and same paperwork and we're able to bring the ashes so that we could put the ashes here in Guam mm-hmm. in a crib. Okay. Yeah. So, so now we've dealt with traditional ways of, you know, the, yeah. bo- the body being, um, prepared by a mortician being buried in the, in the, I guess let's call it the classical sense and now being mm-hmm. cremated, right? Yes. Uh, and now there's some out of the boxes. Let's let's explore those and see. Interesting what... choice of words. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, no pun intended. <laughs> sure. No pun intended. Very well done. There's other options that are available. I was um... gonna add a side story if I can. Sure. I asked Tony Ada, former Senator Tony Ada. Yes. Who of course, you know, that's his family's namesake. Yes. I said, Can you guys cremate pets? What if what if people want their pets cremated? And I believe he said because as far as I understand, there's two crematoriums on Guam. Uh, there's Ada, what's the other one? There's Ada's and, um, is it St. Augustine's funeral home? But yeah, I, I think know. there is two. Yes. Yeah. Ada's, Ada's for sure, because I've been a customer of theirs. Uh, <laughs> but I believe he said it's either a licensing thing or there's one of the, um, one of the pet hospitals is authorized. The veterinary services is authorized to actually do cremations for pets. Oh, I do know that when I had a dog die, like five years in close, one of the veterinarian clinics did offer to cremate my dog. Oh, they were, okay. I want to say $500, something like that, $500 okay. Okay. to cremate my pet. Okay, so before we get that in, get out of the box. Of, but of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so in terms of cost, yeah. um, I have also heard that in some cases being cremated is about the same as if you went through like the whole uh, burial process and, you know, prepare a plot of land and, you know, like um, uh, the headstone and, and the tombstone and everything like that. I haven't. Heard in some that. cases, I've actually heard it's actually even more inexpensive to cremate. Yes, yes, I, I definitely I've heard that that yeah. it's cheaper 
to cremate than it is to do the whole coffin, buying the coffin. Do you want a mahogany coffin? Do you want it lined with gold? Do you want it lined with sterling silver? That is the majority of what you wind up spending on. Right, right, right. I mean, mean, because these coffins are, are, you know... Fancy Have you ever been a... No, you you can't... I mean, I, I... Hate to generalize, but have you? You've never been a pallbearer, right? No. <laughs> I don't, are women pall? Or can women be pallbearers oh, in a Catholic sh- funeral? I'm sure. I'm sure. I've been a pallbearer like a few times, and those are immensely heavy. Heavy. Just the, just the. We can see. Itself. We can see it on your face when when we when, when they're going to take it off the the cart and yeah. the one two three. We can see all your faces turn bright. Yeah. Right. Not, <laughs> not only are you not only are you grieving as you know as yes. one of the mourners and everything like that. It's also you know because you're only. Carrying it with one hand. Yeah, right? it's also very laborious. Yeah, to yes, do that. So you're carrying it with one hand. The other hand's free. So with one hand, you're all trying to carry. And I believe typically there's at least six. I've seen as many as like maybe twelve people yes. carrying. Carry I think a it depends how heavy. Yeah. yeah, and how big your family is. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, yeah. So so there's that thing like about the pets and everything. But yeah, there are other options. Yes. So Luke Perry from 90210 just died. Did everybody? Dylan McKay, rest in peace. Yep, yep. And apparently now 90210 is coming back, but without Luke Perry, right? I'm like, oh. Um, so Luke Perry, he got, um, he actually decided to be buried the my my core medium mediation way. Do you know what that is? I have no idea. I'm I'm chomping at the bit to hear about this. <laughs> so he was put in a mushroom garment suit and buried in a mushroom garment suit and what that does is his body will just biodegrade wait the suit the is mu- actually made of mushrooms yeah this isn't like any murphy's boomerang movie when it's like wait no you get the mushroom, mushroom lining suit? you get the mushroom tie yeah wait, i mean what? you gotta google it google the picture of it and what they do is they have pictures of the deceased person laying, it doesn't look like it's a traditional coffin, right? Like a box probably that's going to be biodegradable. And then they put them in the mushroom suit. And then what it happens is that biodegradable mushroom soup will eliminate any contaminants suit, in the box. Not soup, suit, right? suit, yes, I'm sorry. Um, well, I guess technically you would become soup at some point yeah, as you biodegrade. And it just with- biodegrades with, with the dirt and the ground. Would you, okay. Now, because Luke it is was a celebrity and you know can afford certain things that us mere mortals you mm-hmm, know cannot, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to. I'm assuming you have to be buried in a very special, cemetery. pre-arranged type of cemetery. Yeah, because I'm because sure in too. this case, you know, the bodies yeah. are going to biodegrade. Yeah, I'm sure too. Uh, the what I looked up was average starting cost is fifteen hundred dollars for this mushroom biodegradable garment that you're going to wear upon your death okay so what i know you're not gonna good <laughs> there's a million questions running through my mind right now um, so okay so if you're someone who's more like on the hippy dippy side right and you're like okay i want i want to return to mother earth yes i get that yes if you feel as if you can that your essence as a, like luke he was an actor he was a humanitarian he was he a, was yes, yes he was you he, he was a good family man later on in mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. um he was, he was an amazing father from all all accounts um i want to actually have my dna literally be transplanted back into los angeles was he buried in la i believe so yes by the way this is such an la thing to do isn't it yeah this is, is so la it's, uh, but it sparked my interest. If I'm no one talks lie. about this five years from now and they're like, oh, that was a trend and it was stupid, <laughs> I would not be surprised because that's so LA. I'm not going to lie. I think this is uh, something to ponder on and think yeah. about. 
Are there are there any? We are a tropical, beautiful island. Why? I mean, where else would you like to be in the ground than yeah on a beautiful tropical island of Guam? There are no negative environmental concerns that this might present, right? Not not upon all the research that I read. You're just normally going to biodegrade because you see dead dogs all over the place all the time. (laughs) Right, true that. We're the flat frog capital of the world. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, I can't see enough dead frogs or smell them. Okay, (laughs) how would you be as as um, say Paris a thought, but like a, a, a family member of yours presented this to you and said, this is how I wish to go. I, I'm game. Mm-hmm. I'm totally game for it. Okay. I don't got to go every, um, no offense to any of I don't got to go every all souls, day. all souls day and clean up the grave. I don't have to, I, I just know that a part of this beautiful property or this ground is where my loved one is at. And I know that there's somewhere in this area and i feel like it's beautiful like i know they're here somewhere in this cemetery let's say on the left side of the cemetery and i think it's beautiful that they're a part of our um environment and you know what maybe a month and a half after your loved one was buried in that fashion if you happen to go by the burial site and like a daisy suddenly oh my gosh that would be like yes that would be like that would be unbelievable for the grieving process there's a rose growing now exactly that's a beautiful in my case it would probably be like a weed but you know i can't (laughs) at that point you can't control it but right weeds are weeds are pretty too (laughs) i guess they can be right well you know roses have thorns yep yep and then there's the other options right like cryopreservation where we freeze your body we're freezing your brain and then hopefully later on in technology you're the it guy which walt us. disney may or may not have exactly oh, i'm undertaken. just gonna tell you you know who who's ted williams from the red sox he, apparently he, his head is sitting in some yep, cryo plant walt somewhere disney yep yep and someday we're gonna that's a myth that's a myth okay even his own but his own family will never dispute that Really? Yeah. I, I believe his daughter has said, like, after, after so, his daughter, his granddaughter has said, like, so many years because she's the, she's now, you know, the one that carries on, like, the, yeah. the Disney family, like, yes. you know, the museum. And, and she goes, okay, well, you know, my, my dad is not, you know, we didn't have him cryogenically preserved. But there's a lot of other people in the Disney empire that say, no, you know, there's. Yeah. Because they're saying his brain was so remarkable and incredible that that is one part of that they wanted yeah. to preserve. What's up, fellow online addicts? I'm Asha, and it's literally my job to scour the internet every day to see what you guys are saying about our stories and to see what you're snarking on. If you got beef with a particular island issue, we'll give your voice an extra boost on trend spotting. It's our weekly rundown of everything that's got you buzzing and what conversations you can't look away from. From the serious to the silly, from ludicrous news to legit headlines, from the weirdest Instagram posts to the most retweeted stories, to the insane DMs we get, we're going to show you the deeper side of what's making group chats, what's trending, and what you're sharing. So check out Trendspotting on YouTube, on Facebook Live, and on IGTV, all at KUAM News. If you've got something to say, sound off. We'll find you. And now, back to your show right here on the KUAM Podcast Network. Sorry, getting back to this Luke Perry thing with the mushroom suit. It may sound... Obviously, it's unorthodox. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure the church would have some opinions on that. But is this really any different than how the Greeks and the Romans no, used to... No, no, no. And that's where it came from. Or let's just say, you know, for those of you Game of Thrones fans, uh, House Targaryen would 
would have like a funeral pyre and then you'd set it aflame and then, you know. That's then, exactly where and, it and initiated from. And the yeah. ashes would, would, would fly to the heavens. And yeah. That, and that would be your passage into the next So world. it went from the Greeks all the way to Los Angeles with Luke Perry. That's true. <laughs> yes. So yeah, you're absolutely. It's exactly the same concept. It's just now it's hit the U.S. And you know, you, you, and know now, what's, you know what's kind of like a circuitous karma there. Luke Perry's co-star on 90210, Gabriel mm-hmm. Carteris, was is Greek. Oh, maybe that's where he got the idea. From. Perhaps you never know, right? Yeah. Maybe that's where because everybody's like, where okay, millennials he listening to this are like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> Trust me, when when the reunion comes out, everybody's going to be flipping it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, so, we, so we've covered the mushroom thing. We've done the... Yep. And then my way that I want to go. You want to know the way I want to go? I would love to hear that. <laughs> now, now that we've but gone over I, option A, B, C, D. Yeah. The way I want to go is I want to... There's this new um, concept in Switzerland where they can turn your human cremation in ashes into diamonds. Yep. Diamonds. So then my daughter is going to have Wait, so- a diamond necklace to wear around and... And that's my, oh, that's cool, right? Right. So it's in Switzerland right now, and they need because of course, if you take if you take a lump of coal and you apply enough pressure, at some point, you know, yes. you will forge a diamond out mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And so they need about two hundred grams of your cremation ashes, and they use state of the art uh, Swiss laboratory technology, and it's called a memorial diamond. And prices are crazy, but they use high pressure, say. high temperature environment um, to create this setting and turn your human creation into a diamond. It takes anywhere from six to nine months to make the diamond, depending on the size Whoa. that you want it, right? Um, and then you have different colors. So the lighter the color gets, the more expensive the diamond. You know what, Jen? I can, this is, okay, you know how we said the bling, mushroom. Bling, bling. I want to die in bling, exactly. bling. I want to die bling, bling. Yeah, well, Absolutely. Yeah, you were, you were going to go out glam, Absolutely. Right? That's what I want. I want bling, bling. Okay, the, the mushroom thing is so L.A. This diamond thing so is so LA. you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Totally. Di- diamonds are a girl's best friend. Totally. You can make me Even into in a the ring or a necklace or some nice earrings. I don't know. Pick your poison, but, you know. Just let's do some diamonds. I would actually use <laughs> you posthumously as a diamond to try and see if I could like cut glass. <laughs> That's a great idea. Great idea. Yep. Yep. You, so Annette- we would honor you, and there would be like a functional purpose to <laughs> right? it too. Like, see, don't you think that's a great idea? It's a new. I'm totally. I'm on board. Okay. I'm, when you said this costs a lot, how much are we talking? So depending on the type, because uh, the Swiss actually charge a lot for yes. a lot of their stuff. You've and, got and all I'm you've got their hot about, chocolate. You've got yes. their watches and everything. And now I you've know, got and we all know Godiva diamonds. chocolates are the most expensive chocolates. Wait, is is Godiva oh, Swiss? Is it? No, it's not Swiss. No, I was talking about Swiss Miss. Chocolate. Oh, okay, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. But Godiva. What? Where's Godiva? Godiva is. I have no idea actually. Oh, I thought it was Swiss. No. All right. Let me look that up. Okay. Well, okay, while you break down the up. price, I'm going to look right, up Godiva right. chocolate. So. Just the diamond, not the whole process, but just the diamond, like an amber diamond um, is 1,000, about 1,500. A greenish, like a yellow 0.25 carat diamond is $2,000. Actually, that's not that bad. Okay. But that's just the diamond. You're not paying for them. You've got to ship your cremate, and that all depends on how much it's going to cost to ship it from Guam. So we're thinking maybe five, six grand. Yes, I I think so. Which actually, okay, again. A red ruby diamond is like 2005, right? A blue form diamond. Oh, wait a minute. You didn't say, you didn't tell me that. A a completely colorless diamond is 2,500. Yeah. Okay, because now you can do all the different 
Different colors. The different colors in the spectrum. So you could get an emerald, a ruby, a sapphire, yeah, yeah. amethyst. Um, okay, what, what is your birthstone, by the way? Mine is emerald. Yours is emerald? Okay. Yeah. But I would just, Is green your color? I would just let Cause, my... Because I'm born in April, so mine's a diamond. So like I'm just Okay, I'm just I would just let white. who's ever going to wear the bling bling uh, pick whatever color they like because they're paying for it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I mean, you should have your prerogative. <laughs> what what color do you want to turn mommy into? Do you want mommy to be ruby red or green? I don't know. Let them pick. Just Actually, make sure that you have me hanging around your neck. Dad. I can see you as a badass pair of, of ruby <laughs> earrings, honestly. Right, right. And I'm saying that as your friend and coworker. Right, yeah. right. So I'm. I, I, I am glad our HR department is not in here right now because I'm, I'm sure that's. <laughs> so that is mine. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited about that concept. I think it's a great. They have samples of pictures on it and people wearing the necklaces and the earrings and I think everybody looks fabulous. That is gnarly. Absolutely fabulous on this webpage. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay, interesting. So that that's your choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to be what's cremated. What's your choice? I'm going to be cremated. Okay, and as I said at the top of the show, I'm going to be cremated. You're going to be. And there are different options of cremation. Are you going to spread your ashes in the ocean? Are you going to be in a crypt? Is your urn going to go into a crypt at the My cemetery? My wish would be for the the four, maybe five people that I'm closest to, my real good friends, I would maybe have like a vial that would be turned into some, you know... Diamond? Diamond? No, no maybe like a necklace or know, something. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it all depends. I mean, because again... No, we're like the same concept. Well, the, the approach that my, that my mom yeah, and Yeah, yours is a more dad, manly concept and mine is a more girl concept. I'm going to be cremated too. You're going to be cremated, but yeah. I'm going to be bling bling and you're just going to be a boring old... Sterling silver lock. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just hey, joking. You know? yeah, I'm just joking. But but okay. So no, so, but maybe yours is the boy version and mine's the girl. So version. here's the ultimate question. Now, is it really all about the person who? Because right now we're talking about death planning, right? Yes. And this is you know your your wish. This obviously obviously lets the topic of death. Yes. Of Thanatos, as the Greeks the say. The finale. Correct. Yeah. Yep, we're done. By the way, everybody, that is where Thanos got his name from Marvel. His name literally means death. And yes, yeah. I just learned that when I yeah, just watched the exactly. movie. Okay. Um, wait, you just watched Endgame? Yeah, like three. When what was the last week that it showed? Three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, I watched it on the third week because okay. I'm not all about when you guys are like the theaters totally jam packed and everybody's talking and their cell phones are. I hate that. I like it when it's almost empty. Okay, did you cry? I did. Which part? Oh, I don't know. The funeral, obviously, speaking of death. Oh my gosh, that one. Yeah, that's a good one to bring okay. up. Okay. That one did make me cry. We didn't talk about this when we did our Real Talk podcast, which, by the way, you can find right here on the K-Wayne Podcast Network. Asha, Ken, and I did a fantastic uh, episode just on Endgame. It's like an hour and a half, and we broke down every single nuance of it. But that one scene where you've got Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, when she goes up to him and she whispers in his ear, by that point, you know, he's... Oh my gosh, as I'm He's crying. He's already dead, if not dying at that yes. point. His, you know, bre- breath is leaving him. Um, and when she goes, she leans over and she whispers in her true love's ear and she goes, Tony, you can rest now. That one, re- that scene really spoke to me because in a paraphrasing way, that's almost word for word what you do with your dad. What I said to my dad when, when we were, you know, in the, uh, in the room after my dad had cardiac arrest and, you know, like, and he passed. And that's what most people do. You know, like a lot of people will say we like, do. you know, we it's, do. hey, da- you know, hey, dad, I've got this, you know, it, it's okay. You know, you can go now. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that scene really, really spoke to me. And that made the death process easier for me. Yes. Yes. Because I was able to actually pass those words. And you just, 
it gives you comfort because you don't want to see them suffering anymore, mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah. yeah, I think I've said that maybe three or four times in my life yeah. where everybody else is praying the rosary that they make it. And I'm, because of my nursing background, I mm -hmm. already know if he or she makes it, they're not going to come back the way you want them okay. to come back. There's a question. So since you have your your professional training, but then also your faith, and you would consider yourself fairly devout Catholic, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Where do you where do you draw the line, or do you at all, when it comes to the whole religion versus science debate, when it, when it comes to death? Yeah, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. I, I, I have a combination of both. So when I see the vital signs dwindling, the lab results are getting worse and worse, you see the prognosis of the, the patient going down. There have been times where I'll say, God, just go ahead and take this person. Go ahead and take Nana. Go ahead and take Papa because I already know that. Wait, do you, would you say that for your patients? Yeah, I have. To myself, not okay, to that's, family members. No, but, Man, but, Family members are still outside that, praying uh, the rosary, but in my mind, I'm like. I find that remarkable because as a healthcare practitioner, is that your responsibility? Because you know they they say the difference between a nurse and and mm -hmm. and, a, and a, like an RN like yourself and like somebody who's like an MD. Yeah, the MD can prescri can prescribe medicine, can perform to keep, medical procedures to keep prolonging the life. Right. But you say, and I, again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But right. you're saying as a nurse, you can actually pray to God and say, God, please take this person. I do, I do. And then usually at that point, I kind of start to hint to the family members, like you should probably go ahead and start saying goodbye or you 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 can I, I start to give the hints like it's okay if you want to tell him if that he can go is it's that something okay that, they, to, that they train nurses to do because i mean you're we do we do train on death and dying so sometimes i do say you know what it's probably now time to call your his other son from california to start flying mm -hmm. in and so i kind of give the hint like it's probably going to happen soon and i and then i do say you know prayers like God, just let him hold off until his son from California arrives. Or Even before the physician comes in the room and, oh, yeah. and officially says time of oh, death, 11.58 yeah. oh, yeah. a.m. Oh, yeah, okay. all the time. Because there are some prognosises that you just know this person's suffering. Right. And you just feel like this was a good person in their life. They shouldn't be suffering this much, and we shouldn't be prolonging their life. So euthanasia, I don't know if I'm an advocate for it, but... Mm. Um, I'm not not an advocate, and I know I'm Catholic, so I mm -hmm. should not be an advocate for it, but I'm I'm not quite sure where I stand on that. Interesting. Okay. Platform, because, yeah, you know, we haven't gone through it yet, so how are you and I going to decide what is the best option for somebody yeah. when they're on that? Please tell me about that, that you said you had training in death and dying, and I think that's mm -hmm. clever because at UOG, there's a class... But it's a, it's a philosophy class, mm -hmm. and it's called, specifically, it's called Thanatos, Death, Death and Dying. Yeah, yeah. And they approach it from, you know, from, from the mindset and from a logic standpoint, where Absolutely. they say, you know, again, death comes for us all. It's inevitable. And then the five stages of grief, and then we exactly. go through the scientific but is method it five? of... Or is, it, is it five? Is it seven? Is it 12? I, I, I always get confused. Five, five stages of grief. Do you remember what those are? Anger... Denial. Denial. Denial is the first step. Yes, absolutely. I do know Denial, that. Denial, anger, acceptance. Many exes of mine have taught me that. <laughs> Denial is the first step. That's a completely different podcast episode. Oh, yeah, right let's there. change the subject. Yeah. All right. No, but de de denial, anger. Acceptance. We could just Google it. Yeah, well, acceptance is the last step. We yes, know that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Bargaining, where you start to yes. bargain with God and yeah. you say, 
if you just keep them alive, then I'll do this for you, God. I'll start going to church every day. I'll yeah. start doing the rosary. Every, yeah, yeah well, so you bargain. Fonzie from Happy Days did that, remember? No. When, when Richie Cunningham Are was like... Are you trying like, to give my age away? <laughs> no, well, I'm, I'm trying to recall like, you know, great TV from the 80s. Yes, so yes. when Ron Howard, Richie Cunningham was like, was in the hospital and like, I guess he was either gravely ill or he got, I forget what it was, a car accident, something like that. So, so Henry Winkler was playing Fonzie one of the best scenes of like happy days, some of the best acting he's ever had. And remember he went to uh, Yale, I believe. Um, and so Henry Winkler looks up there, you know, Hey, Art the He looks up there. He's like, God, you do this for me. I'll owe you one. And then, and then oh. Richie wakes up from his coma or whatever he is later on in the episode. And then Fonzie just like looks up this guy. He's like, Hey, and that there was this big pivotal moment. Oh. But in that, you know, they're actually teaching, the process of death and of accepting death and of people just natural fear for death. And I think on Guam, especially if you grow up here as a young person, you're, you're exposed to it so much. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, you never really deal with it from a knowledge standpoint. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We, our newspapers are full of obituaries, right? That is Sometimes what sells. That's the only reason the print media is alive right now. Yeah. Ironically, alive. Yeah, like two pages, and then sometimes it's the whole ad, and it's a color print. And but does every really everybody really understand all the stages and the science behind it, and 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 what emotionally it does to everybody? Yeah. Right. So again, that class they had at UOG, philosophically, it's like you know you're you're moving on whether you're you know you the Greeks and the Romans again, or, or, you know, our Nordic, um, lore, you know, you're passing on to the next world. You're, you're embracing your new life and everything like that. But from a nursing standpoint, um, how was that training for you and what'd you have to go through? You know, and, and this is maybe kind of sad. We don't go through significant training in death and dying, but it's, it's just a, it's a chapter in the book. We go through it. Mm -hmm. We, we understand the stages of grief. We understand what our role is as a nurse and a professional when they hit the first stage denial. No, he's not dead. I see his chest still rising up and down, but we know your dad's gone, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a residuary, um, residual breathing. It's not, your dad's gone already. There's no, I've experienced that with a family member of mine where it's just electricity in the body yes, that's dissipating. Yes, It is really, really trippy. It is. And it's unbelievably painful on people. That and the, the doctor even told us, they said, okay, at some point you might see I know. hands can open and close. And that's when you... The person may yes. even sit up and attempt to, what yes. looks like coughing, but trust me, like they're, they're gone They're already. gone. That, that, like, so we, we learn all of those stages, but like in-depth how to to really because we're really there for just a second jason seriously like when the person has passed we're there and then at some point the doctor will come in usually within an hour right and say i pronounce this person has died right and then we already start to do post-mortem care and then we start and and usually that's not the nurse it's usually the technicians or the cnas that'll go in and do the postmortem, and then it's already going the body's already going down what's to the some, cna a certified nursing assistant. Oh, okay. Um, and so then they're they're preparing the the loved one's body, and then they're getting him or her ready for postmortem, and then they're immediately going to take them down to the mortuary. Um, and so I guess the role is just immediately within that time that the person passes. But 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 one of the things I have learned is that when a person passes away, we should give family members as long as they need to pass away, um, to deal with the, the passing away. And so 
one of the things I love at Guam Memorial Hospital is sometimes in the past, like they would be waiting for the room. They're like, is the room ready yet? Is the room ready yet? So mm -hmm. we can transfer somebody from ER. But what I loved about the GMH nurses, they would always be like, no, the family's still crying. The family's still waiting for more family members to come in. Their family, So they try to give them as long as they can to grieve and accept the, the death mm -hmm. um, as before they take them down to the mortuary or, or you know, whatever that is. So um, from a nursing perspective, I think that death can be beautiful, um, but sometimes it can be traumatic and overwhelming mm -hmm. too. But if we really think of, for me, your concept is to live a moral, ethical, good life, and then when you finally do, then eternal oh. happiness, hopefully. Oh, okay, now as a parent... Yeah. How do you explain the concept of death uh, to your girls, and, and and at what at what point did you do that? Did was it kind of was that responsibility just thrust upon you when somebody died, and you're like, okay, we have to go to the rosaries now, or we have to yeah. go to this? Isn't funeral. that how it was for you? Isn't that how it is for all of us? Well, I think that's interesting because now yeah. the very topic of this podcast is we you've done the research and you've come up with all these different ways yeah. to plan and to prepare and get ready yeah. for it. Yeah. But then when it comes to that kind of thing, a I, lot of the time it's just thrust upon you, and you've got to deal with perhaps the heaviest emotion that as humans we can ever experience. Yeah, yeah. I wait till they ask me questions. Like, we'll go to a rosary, we'll go to the funeral, and then... Because my, my, my kids are younger, I don't know at what stage they're ready to accept talking about it. They're not adults yet, right? So they're still in... Um, one's in middle school. Some parents I know, they said, I've had, a, I've had an easier time talking to my kids about the birds and the bees than I did about, about death. Death, yeah. They're like, the sex conversation is so much easier to have than it is about... Yeah, you know what, Someone's I would agree with that. <laughs> well, no, actually, that one was hard for me, too. But um, I don't know. I kind of just waited to see when their maturity level was ready and when they were ready to ask questions and then just went from there. Hmm. What are some of the most common questions you have from, from your own kids and, like, from... Because you taught at GCC for many, many years. Yeah. You, taught them, you ran the nursing program over there. What are some of the questions that your students would, would give you? Um, Either professionally or just, you know, out of, out of curiosity for for me, one of the biggest is, is suicide. We're one of the highest mm. ranking um, per capita rates on suicide and young adults committing suicide for different things, like because their boyfriend broke up with them because, right, their mom and dad's getting a divorce. So suicide is one of the things that, um, you know, how come some people succeed at it and some people don't? And when does it turn into now you're in a vegetative state? Mm -hmm. How much can you like do before you become in the so so? And there's different boys commit suicide at a different way than girls do, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, um, and then the different ages, like you'll hear a you know a 15 year old commit suicide, and you're like, what was so significant at 15 that you decided to you know kill yourself? And mm -hmm. so. I think for me, the biggest topic that I struggle with addressing and answering is suicide because it's just, I've had like three male cousins commit suicide. And so oh, it's no. kind of, it's kind of a, and they all succeeded, right? And they all did it like harsh ways. Like mm -hmm. they hung themselves, their mom found them. Actually, th all three of them hung themselves and... One hung himself on his his birthday, the oh, day I'm his so mom gave birth. So that was a little hard, but mm. that's probably my hardest one to discuss. And then the 
the religious question always is if you commit suicide, do you go to heaven or do you go to hell or do you go to purgatory? Right. I don't know. Well, no, I... I what do you... I don't know. I, I, I think the understanding of it is because, you know, because murder is wrong and to even murder yourself is that you condemn your soul if you do that. that but, but again, you know, do, are, you going, are you going up? Are you going down? Or are you stuck in the middle? Yeah, yeah. I believe you'd be, you'd be lost in purgatory, I, I believe. And I'm not a religious scholar, obviously. Like I'm theo- not either. Theology was not my thing. I'm not either. And my mama always taught me but that. Pl- but please, you know, everybody, I mean, yeah. you know, th- this conversation got, you know, pretty heavy pretty quickly and everything like that. But please continue to add um, comments in our SoundCloud feed with your thoughts on this or dispute some of the things that we inevitably have gotten wrong just because yes, absolutely. Jen and I are just <laughs> riffing here yes. on episode one. Um, by the way, what are we calling this podcast? I don't know. We have all these options. You have spitballed on this oh in, in the weeks leading up to health this. Health buzz, health chit chat, health chat, health talk, health. Because the name, because the name of your show is health, health check. check. Yes. And at some point, well, well, we yeah. Why don't you guys vote? Tell us. Well, we can call this health check plus. Oh, okay. Because if you've ever gotten a check plus on a, on a test, then you were sitting pretty. But right. Yeah. Right. So so give give us some thoughts too. And if you're watching this. Or listening to, I should say, um, on SoundCloud or iTunes. Uh, continue to subscribe because uh, Jen is going to have many, many more topics on this as the week goes on. The weeks go on. Um, not all of them are going to be this heavy. I'm no, sure. No, no, no. Uh, going to talk about re- like really fun things like yeah. fungus and. Yeah. No. Let's talk about yeah. fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Th- there's there's a thing. Is the job of nursing fun? Obviously, it's rewarding. If you have a calling for, for preserving life, yes, it's it's not just a job, as you said. It at can the top be of the both show, a but... blessing and a burden, right? Okay. Like sometimes, speak on that. Yeah, sometimes you're just at Payless Supermarket, and you're like, "Do you remember me? You do, you delivered my baby. Uh, she's 18 now, and she's going to college. Thank you so much." And then, so do you remember and me? And here you are, yeah. Bahaki, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh yeah, just always, from the gym always, always, in socks, yeah, or, buying pasta. Yeah, or do you remember me? You were there when my dad died, and then oh, then that's a sad moment. So it's it's both. You mm. you know you enjoy both aspects of it, and but like I said before, it's not a nine to five job. You're gonna put your whole heart, mind, and soul into this job. So if you want a job that you just clock in and clock out, nursing is mm. not that job. Okay. Were there any other options as far as preparing for? To be to be taken care of when, um, as Shakespeare said, when you shuffle off this mortal coil. That's it. Unless you you listeners, if there's anything, any other options that you know of that uh, we did not discuss today, please by all means give us a shout out and we'll try to address that. What about other cultures and other um, other places around the world? I'm thinking, you know, mummification still happens. Yes. Um, they got some really good programs on that on uh, was it History Channel? Like on on yeah. some Pacific cultures. Yeah. I believe in some parts of Australia they still do a ancient form of mummification. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know much about that uh, area. I'm, I'm sure the Egyptians do at some point. I'm yes. sure. But yeah, so we've covered right now, we've done traditional coffin, we've done cremation, mm-hmm. which is my option. My option also. We did the Luke Perry thing. Yeah. The Luke Perry mushroom, LA mushroom the suit. The biodegradable mushroom suit. Which you I are s- one with the earth. Literally. Literally yeah. one with the earth and then jen becomes a diamond i'm a diamond and you're gonna be shine bright like a diamond as you're gonna be a necklace with a little uh vial attached yeah i am sterling silver 24 karat gold not knowing knowing for me it would be like the silver that when you wear it it turns your neck green (laughs) 
no, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go cheap. Okay. Even All in right. the afterlife. Well, I hope I'm one of the five that you choose to Absolutely. have a vial. Yeah. So if you guys have have any insight on this, on you know, on any ways that you can be, um, <laughs> you can be carted off to the, the next the next phase right, in your eternal right. life and everything like that, yeah. we would love to hear about this. So, um, some final thoughts as as we wrap up this discussion on death. I, I, I guess the big takeaway for me is, you said death can be beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. Implying that in, in our culture, maybe on, yes. on Guam and as Americans and predominantly as yes. Catholics, it's always seen as this huge negative emotional and physical experience that stays with you for such a long time psychologically and everything like that. But, but I felt when my dad passed because he did suffer for such an extended period of time that when we actually had the funeral, it was a celebration. It was almost like what, yes. um, what the Cajuns do like down, you know, yes. in New Orleans and everything. Like, have you ever been to a... To a Creole, Mm-mm. you've seen them though, right? Like when they when they have them in like Louisiana, it's yes. a huge parade and it's a party. Yes. yes. Well, I know I went to a funeral at the New Covenant Church, mm-hmm. and it was a party. She, my girlfriend, her dad died, and she had she had a, a musical band, and we sang the whole day. And mm-hmm. um, people's people didn't their eulogies weren't crying eulogies; they were like all these beautiful, funny memories of her dad. Mm-hmm. And then the PowerPoint was all these beautiful uh, PowerPoint slides of her dad, you know, having ice cream on his nose or a milk mustache. And, like, I felt at the end, like, I am rejoicing for his happiness that mm-hmm. he's, you know, in eternal life forever. So, yeah, I, I, I think that it's beautiful and it's a blessing. Very cool. Yeah. So what have you got for us next week? Should we give people like a little bit of a teaser, a little sure, bit of a hint? Sure, sure. Um, so let's talk about CBD oils and, and additives and, and creams. Oh, we are going to break the internet with that one. Let's, let's see. Um, does it really help alleviate long-term pain, menstrual cramp pains, arthritis pain, um, knee pain, all those types of pains? Um, what are you seeing as a nurse now that it's been legalized? You know, it's... It's 50-50. I've had some patients say, I was taking CBD oil for my menstrual cramps. It didn't work. Mm. And then... I'm seeing a lot of celebrities do that and a lot of like these Instagram models. Yes, You know, yeah. do that and they're like, you know, because they're, you know, the quote unquote influencer culture. Yes. And they say like, oh, um, you know, I worked with this one company. Now I've got like a branded uh, CBD lip gloss. Yeah. Or I've got CBD stuff. And if you if you suffer from carpal tunnel syndrome, you can actually rub this on your wrists and you yes. can relieve the pressure. Yes. And, and the CBD... P- manufacturing companies are making money hands over fist because they get some young attractive girl on Instagram who's got 24 million followers mm-hmm. giving them a massive endorsement. Yeah. And you can use it for all kinds of things. They even have it for pets. You know that, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's next week. Let's not give yeah, away the horse and cart. Yeah. Speaking so of pets. It could be for humans, it could be for your pet if your pet suffers you know, seizure activities, mm-hmm. and some do, you know that, right? Like, yep. dogs can have diabetes, and dogs can have seizures, and so you can do it for either humans or pets. All right. Interesting. Well, well, Jen, this has been a very enlightening conversation. And yes, absolutely. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much for doing this, and, and hopefully, um, um, to both of us, a long and prosperous life. Yes. So, <laughs> so we may not have to have to have to address yeah. these very uh, yes. very grave concerns. And again, there's a bad choice of words. Yes. Um, so thank you very much, and we'll thank see you, you next week. It was fun hanging out with all of you guys. Okay, today. and probably the biggest uh, takeaway: if you have made it this far in the podcast, let us know what you want this damn thing to be called. Because <laughs> Jen and I are going to uh, put our heads together and try and um, 
brainstorm and spitball and come up with a really snazzy title for this new podcast, which deals with healthcare. But if you have any ideas, please put them in the comments. And please continue to subscribe, rate, and review us. And we will see you next time right here on the KUM Podcast Network. Bye, Jen. Bye. Okay, that was... You said, damn show.